0: Welcome to Puthill Christian American Canyons podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and blesses you. How's everyone doing today? Look at your neighbor and tell them, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I know it's still not quite a week away, but uh, how many here are done with your Christmas shopping? Just raise your hands right now. Some of you are still having to go shopping. I feel for you. I do not like to go shopping. To think of just going into the stores right now, I'm just going to be with Alex. We're just going to be watching you shop. Amen. How many like to watch Christmas movies? Right? Name some of your favorite Christmas movies. I want to hear some names. It's a Wonderful Life. What else? Home Alone. That's another favorite. How about Christmas with the Cranks? We seem to watch that in our house every year because that's one of Raquel's favorite movies. But did you know which one is the one of the most popular? They say the number one Christmas movie? It's Die Hard. Can you believe that? <laughs> and it shouldn't be because it's not a Christmas movie. It was only filmed during a Christmas time, but it has nothing to do with Christmas. It just it's so funny when I hear that. But this afternoon, we're gonna celebrate. Another one of the gifts that Jesus Christ gives us, amen? And before I go into the sermon today, I want to dismiss the kids with Pastor Anna. Give the kids a big hand as they follow her into kids' church. So give our kids a big hand. I don't think they heard you. Give them a big hand. And they're going to have a lot of fun today. Amen. Everybody say this right now while we're getting uh, them situated. Jesus is the reason for the season. Amen. Amen. Jesus is the reason for the season. So as we continue in this series this month, uh, I've spoken to you on the gift of hope that the Lord gives us the very first week of December. We talked about hope, hope in the middle of a storm, hope is, is, what, is one of the gifts that the Lord Jesus brings us. Last week I spoke to you on the gift of peace. Peace is something that only, and I'm talking about true peace, what the Bible talks about. Peace that passes all understanding. It can only come from our Savior. And I'm talking about something that in the middle of what you're going through, there's still a peace. How many can relate to that, right? And then today I want to talk to you about another gift, and this is the gift of joy. Say that one word with me, joy. Joy. It kind of makes your face smile when you say it. Joy. And one of the things that we know is that joy is much different than happiness. How many know that? Joy is, 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 can be eternal. Joy can be something in the middle of your storm, in the middle of your tribulation, while happiness is just for a moment. I can be happy when I get a new car. I can be happy if I move into a new home. I can be happy when I receive a Christmas gift. That may not necessarily bring me joy. Joy is something that is inside of me, is in my soul. Amen? And as believers, what I want to speak to you on today is that you and I have many reasons to be joyful. Many reasons. You know, this year, the year before, been challenging years. We've all known people that have passed, people that have gotten sick, extremely sick, you know, just life in general. And through it all, as believers, we can still maintain joy, can't we? Because it's something that's deep inside. Here's, here's what um, a difference between joy and happiness. Listen to these differences here. Joy is in the heart. Happiness is on the face. We can all put on that smiley face sometimes, and we've all done that when we don't feel it, and, but joy is in the heart. You can't steal that. Joy is of the soul. Happiness is of the moment. Joy embraces, embraces peace and contentment. Joy runs deep and overflows. Happiness is just here for a moment, and then it's gone. How many know what I'm talking about? Happiness can be here for a moment and then gone. Joy is profound and scriptural. The Bible says, don't worry, rejoice. Rejoice. Happiness is like a balm. It's just a band-aid. Don't worry, be happy is what the song by Bobby McFerrin years ago said. Don't worry, be happy. And that's uh, just a band-aid. It doesn't bring you joy, though. It doesn't take away anything that you may be going through. Another thing here is joy is an inner feeling. Happiness is an outward expression. Joy comes from your soul, is what I'm trying to say this afternoon. And then finally, joy endures hardship and trials and connects with your meaning and purpose in life. And that's because of a Savior that loves you, that fills you with that joy. And today I want you to celebrate that gift that you've been given as a believer and that's the gift of joy I want you to look at with me the attitude of joy found in scripture today now I want to also remind you as we go into this it is possible to experience joy in the middle of your grief in the middle of your hardships you can still have joy Bible says that that the Lord is the joy of your strength amen he is your joy and uh it's possible to know joy or feel it in spite of grief or uncertainty. If you lose your, your job, if you lose um, your home, if you lose whatever it is, if your dog dies, you can still have joy. Amen? When, when someone receives joy as a believer, they also receive the, the peace of God, the hope of God that we've talked about in the last few weeks. So I want to look at what the Word of God says as it pertains to this gift of joy. So if you have your Bibles with me this uh, afternoon, turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 10 and 11. Matthew, chapter 2, and we'll have it up on the screen for you. Listen to these words. When they saw the star, speaking about the wise men, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. Everybody say, great joy. I don't think I heard you. Great joy. There we go. And after they came into the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they fell down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. Amen. Let's pray. Father in heaven. We give you thanks right now, Lord, for your word. We thank you that your word endures forever. It's filled with truths. It's filled with the gifts that you've bestowed upon us as believers. Now I pray, Lord, that every one of us here would have a uh, grasp, this understanding of joy, Lord, of what it is to truly have the joy that you give to each of us. So, Lord, we pray your blessings now in the name of Jesus, and we thank you for your word. Amen. Amen. So notice how these wise men, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. The Bible doesn't tell us how much they knew of of Jesus, although the Bible says that they were expecting a Messiah based on the signs. They knew that something great was going to happen. And so they rejoiced when they saw the star of the Savior. They knew something great was about to happen. My question for you this afternoon is, does this Christmas season bring you joy? Do you have joy right now in the middle of what you've gone through? Maybe you had a terrible morning and you barely made it here. Maybe I'm talking to someone here today. But do you still have the joy that the Lord gives you? Or maybe it's the materialistic attitudes of Christmas that have stolen and robbed you of that joy. How many know that? Christmas can also be, on the flip side, a very materialistic uh, way of going about this season, and, w- and that attitude truly misses the whole point of Christmas, which is Jesus. Jesus is the reason for the season. Listen, we know that the birth of Jesus and the work of what Jesus did in ushering salvation to you and I is what gives us joy. Without Him, we would not have the joy in our soul, the joy that keeps on giving to others. So again, today I want to draw your attention to the attitude of joy. What does that mean? What does that mean for me? Because as believers, you and I should all be able to express joy because of the miracle of the new birth in your life, because of the miracle of salvation, because of the miracle that you are a new creation, amen? The old is gone, the new has come. And so, because of this, because we have been born again, we have said goodbye to the lost, meaningless life that we had before. Meaningless because it didn't involve Jesus. How many know that before your life, before Christ, it was meaningless. You were dead to the things of God, the Bible says. But when you became a born-again believer, your spirit became alive to receive the things of God. And because of that, you now have a new life in Christ. We have exchanged that old for the new. Amen. How many are thankful for that? You have Jesus to thank for that. Jesus is the reason for the season. And just as the wise men rejoiced exceedingly with great joy when they saw the star, you and I as believers should rejoice every time this season comes around. Because without the Savior, we truly wouldn't have the, soul, the joy in our soul that he gives us. Amen? See, Christ alone should be the object of our affection and gratitude because he has given us new life. All of us should be thankful. I mean, I love Thanksgiving, and I've shared with you, that's always my favorite holiday of the year, Thanksgiving, actually over Christmas, because it's a time to give thanks for what God has done in our lives, but it just takes us into this season of just as much giving thanks to Christ for coming into this world. And truly, it's a time of celebrating that. And so for the next few moments, I just want to touch on a few points of why we have this joy. And the first one today is Jesus is the cause of our joy. It's not the car that you drove in today because it's running nice or because it's nice and shiny it's going to get dirty and ugly in the next couple days when it rains. It's not the new home or the nice home that you live in or the nice new hardwood floors you just installed. It's none of that. It's based on the fact that Jesus Christ has come to give you life. So I want to take you to a scripture found in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 3. And this is out of the English uh, Standard Version. It brings out a little bit more clarity here, but listen to these words. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. What I'm trying to capture here is that you and I should have hope. You and I have hope because of what Jesus Christ did through the resurrection amen because he gave us a new life a new birth that is reason alone to have you have joy in your heart and in your soul it shouldn't be because you have been blessed with with four children and four grandchildren and 55 great-grandchildren it, it should just be because Jesus Christ came into your life and gave you all the rest is just is just pudding on top it's just uh, how would you say it and an extra cherry on top amen all those little blessings here in this passage, Peter is expressing the heart, the true heart of a believer. His desire to bless the Lord because of his great mercy. You see, I think we, we take Jesus for granted too many times, especially during this season. We get distracted by the jolly old man in the white beard by the Christmas trees, and all this is beautiful, and it's great, and we should do this and celebrate it. But don't be distracted that the number one reason is Jesus. Amen? Jesus is the reason for the season. Through Christ's resurrection, we have a living hope. It's not just temporary, it's forever. You and I have hope forever. Life is more than just being born, living, getting up, going to work, Back and forth for 40 years, 50 years, retiring, and then just going to bed. It's much more than that. Amen? It's much more than that. Our Savior's experience does not end in death. In fact, it's the resurrection power that should fuel the joy that you have in your soul. You should be fueled with joy because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. It should cause you joy because now you have eternal life as a believer. <clears throat> Excuse me. Again, I'll, I'll, I quoted it, but here is a scripture found in Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse 10. It says, For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Let's turn that and make it personal and say my instead of yours. Say, say it with me. For the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. When you get down, when you start getting depressed, think about what Jesus Christ means to you. That should cause you joy right there. Think about what Jesus Christ has done in your life. Amen? Jesus is the author and originator of your joy. The Bible says he's the author and finisher of our faith, but he's also the author and finisher of your joy. He's the one that places that joy in you. And unfortunately, the world tries to steal that joy when you go to walmart it tries to steal that joy when you go anywhere maybe you're going to that christmas dinner and you don't want to go there because the in-laws and the outlaws are there and you know you're just dreading that that dinner and it's going to try to steal your joy don't let it steal your joy you just you just remind yourself that jesus christ the joy of the lord is my strength amen And Jesus will always be the cause of our joy. The second thing I would tell you today is the work of God sustains our joy. What does that mean? What does that mean? Well, first of all, joy is more than an emotion. Joy is more than just being happy and, and declaring to those around you, yeah, I'm, I'm so happy today. You know, uh, I was just at Disneyland, if that's Raquel here today. You know, uh, I'm so joyful. I'm so happy. It's more than an emotion. Joy is deep down in your soul. It bubbles up. Do you notice that people that have joy, it's infectious, that you can be around them and And it's joyful. It's a a good moment. And those that are just happy, it's there one second and gone the next. But those that have joy, you love to be around those people because it's infectious. Amen? See, joy, it's rooted in the fact of the work of Jesus. What he did in his teaching, his miracles, his death, his resurrection. But here's where we get tripped up in our belief. Here's what happens. We often f- fail and we fall into the belief that our joy is dependent on our circumstances. Well, if, if only the stock market does well, then, then I'll be joyful. Well, if only I got a raise, if only I got a promotion, if only you fill in the blank. If only my husband, my wife, you, you fill in the blank. If only my kids if only my financial position, and on and on and we, on. We tend to think that circumstances are going to bring us joy. If that were the case, every person in Hollywood, every person that's ever won the lotto would be joyful. And sadly, we hear of all the sad stories that happen with mega lotto winners, with Hollywood stars of suicide and so forth. It's not about those things, those materialistic things, including your possessions. I know the, the most richest people in the world, they're not satisfied. They have, it's not just one car, two cars. They have nine cars, ten cars, 29 cars. Have you ever seen these shows? It's never enough. It's never enough. So it's not that those things are going to give you joy. They'll bring happiness to you. I believe they will. But in reality, here's what brings us joy. It's God's power and his presence that brings you joy. When you're in, the, in his presence, when you alone are with him, that's what brings you joy. When you're in worshiping God, whether it's in church or at home, that brings you joy. Amen? Let me read a scripture to you found in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 6 and 7. It says the following, In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. You see, what what it's trying to say here is that. Everything we need is found in Jesus Christ. Everything, including joy. When we think of all that the Lord has done in our lives, I often have told you this, count your blessings and name them one by one. List them. Since you became a believer, list all the wonderful things that the Lord has done in your life. And if you begin to do that, you're going to be reminded and begin to overflow with that joy that the Lord has given you. Sometimes that's exactly what you and I need to do when we're down, when life kind of hits you hard. We need to begin to write down and remind ourselves what, how good God has been to us. Amen? See, when we reflect on his goodness towards us, it reminds us of the joy of the Lord that he's placed in our heart and in our soul. It fuels us and fills us with joy. So in truth, the work of God sustains our joy. What God has done in our life should sustain that joy in you and I. Amen? And then that leads us to our next point, our third point. Hardships. Everybody say the word hardships. Do not need to rob us of our joy. Can I just promise you one thing? You and I will have hardships. How many know that? Everybody here over the age of, of uh, I would say, 12 years of age would know that you will have hardships in life, and they don't ever end. There's not a certain age you get to where all of a sudden you can say, whew, I'm glad it's over. I made it to 39. I'm not going to have another hardship. Or when you retire, and you're given that retirement party, and you can't just say, whew, well, I guess all the hardships are over. No, for some of you, they may just be beginning. Uh, It may be the truth, but in reality, in this life, you and I will receive hardships and endure hardships of many kinds. Realize this. Our faith is going to be tested. Your faith is going to be tested. Because we live in a sinful world, you and I will experience bad things from the enemy and... Sadly, but true, poor choices that we all make. All of us make poor choices. But here's here's what the Word of God says in Psalm 30 and verse 11. Listen to these words. Psalm chapter 30. You turn my wailing into dancing. You remove my sackcloth and clothe me with joy. Did you catch that? Joy is a garment you put on. You could actually take that off. Lord Almighty has clothed you with that as a believer. But you and I, what we do is we take it off sometimes. And and we discard it. And we forget about the joy that he's given us when he said, Here, this is yours. It doesn't fit anybody else here. It's yours. And you need to keep this on. So can I remind you today? You have a garment of joy that the Lord has specifically given you. Amen? The Lord gives you this gift of joy by clothing you with it, and it's yours and yours alone. I want to take you to another scripture that Paul wrote here in the Second Corinthians. Listen to these words. Because it's, oftentimes the world, as I mentioned, can beat you up, and, and the things of this world of life can try to rob you and steal that joy. But listen to this uh, scripture found in Second Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 through 18. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light, momentary affliction, everybody say momentary affliction, is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Again, don't let the discouragement of this world, the hardships of this world, the light momentary affliction that you're going through, rob you and steal you of the joy of the garment of joy that God has given you. Amen? One day our faith in Him will be completed. But as we have to travel through this world, through this, through this land, as we have to live for these 80, 90, 100 years that God gives you and I, well, we're all going to face hardships. We're all going to face trials. But don't let it rob you of your joy, is what, I'm, is what the scriptures are telling you. You know, the, there's another scripture. I don't have it on the screen for you today. But the Bible says that we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith, not by what we see around us. That is truly what the Lord wants us to do, is walk by faith and not by sight. So what do we do in the meantime? How how do we handle this? Well, let me read this scripture to you, again, found in 1 Peter, chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Amen? We have not seen Almighty God, but yet we love him because he first loved us. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. You see, we don't see this God that fills us with joy, yet we believe in this God. We have faith in this almighty God. We rejoice with joy the bible says why because we have this garment that he's placed on us that's yours specifically yours and when you wear that you're filled with joy and the bible says inexpressible joy filled with glory his glory the glory of god so hardships do not need to rob us of our joy you can go through whatever you're going to face this coming year in 2022 How many are excited about 2022? Because maybe 2021 was was not such a good year, and you just can't wait to get to 2022. But none of us know what tomorrow holds. And and that's what I love about about these scriptures that remind us of where our joy is found. It's not found in circumstances. Don't get caught up thinking that I have to get out of this year and into the new year. Your joy is found today. Your joy is here today. Amen? Amen? Amen. Hardships do not need to rob us of our joy. And my final point today is is this. The gift of salvation completes our joy. The gift of our salvation or of salvation completes our joy. As As I read to you these scriptures, the scriptures make it abundantly clear that salvation brings us joy. The new birth brings us joy. Coming to church or just observing rituals or just watching online does not equate to salvation or the new birth. It's what Jesus Christ did in your heart and in your soul that brings you joy. You'll have moments of happiness here. You'll have moments. We had a great time yesterday at our gingerbread decorating contest and our barbecue and all that. We had a wonderful time, and those are great moments But don't forget that joy comes from what Jesus Christ did for you. The gift of salvation gives you and I joy. Maybe for the very first time in your life, you experience joy when you receive the gift of Jesus Christ in your life. And only Christ, through his death and resurrection, can bring you that joy. Believing what he did for us in receiving salvation, each of us receive that joy. Because of salvation, again, if I haven't emphasized that enough, we have joy. Because of salvation, we have joy. It's not what you and I can do. It's not based on your circumstances. It's based on what God did for you, that he brings you joy. Let me read to you John 15, verse 11. I close today. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. You've all heard that scripture before. I want to read that again to, to you as I have Bianca come up uh, this afternoon. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. The words of Jesus. He wants you and I to be filled with joy so that you and I will be complete. So let's remind ourselves, don't take that garment of joy off because the circumstances around you aren't what you hope that they should be or that they would be. Keep that garment of joy on. Remind yourself, Jesus is the reason for the season. He is the joy. He is the one that gives me my strength. He is the one that provides for me. He's the one that's given me this joy when I gave my heart to him amen see our joy again isn't dependent on our circumstances our joy should not be affected by our struggles our joy is established and maintained by Jesus Christ alone and what he did on the cross can I get an amen the gift of salvation completes our joy so let me ask you a final question. Do you have that joy today? And if you don't, today is a perfect time just to ask him, Lord, I need that joy. I want to receive that joy. If you're watching online, if, if you're here today, and you don't have that joy, if this season has been without joy, I want to ask you to, first of all, stand, stand with me this afternoon if you're able to, and I want to pray for today I would invite you to come on up if you want prayer up here I'll pray for you up here if you want prayer I will pray for you up here but I want you to ask yourself today Lord I want joy today I want eternal joy joy that can't be taken away joy that will be in my heart and my soul forever that's not based on circumstances it's not based on outward external circumstances Lord, help us today, Father, to receive that joy. To trust in you for that joy. To take our eyes off of our external circumstances and place our eyes on you, Father. For the word of God says, we walk by faith and not by sight. Lord, I trust you and I have faith in you today. Fill me with that joy. Fill me to overflowing Lord, don't allow, let me allow circumstances to rob me of that joy. I pray, help me to keep this this garment of joy on 24-7 every day of my life, no matter what comes my way, so that, Lord, I will have joy unspeakable and full of glory, as the Bible says. Thanks for listening. For more information, be sure to check out our Facebook page at Foothill Christian American Canyon.